Brain Grub. Unfiltered, in-depth discussions to season your life. Psychologically feeding your brain, one bite at a time. Join psychologist Dr. Christine Fair and co-host Kaylee Bowen as they inspire, encourage, and offer usable approaches to impact your life in a positive way. Welcome back, Kaylee. Hey, Christine. How are you? I'm doing good. How about yourself? I am doing pretty well. My mic Excellent. is not good today. It's having some issues. Mm. It's okay. Mm-hmm. We're all good. <laughs> Weather's nice. It's so nice out. It's a Wednesday. Looks like behind us, it's just a sea of college students yes. out there. Looks like the army's out there representing mm-hmm. people doing pull-ups. Oh, wow. See them? Yep, I see them. All right. Nice. Back here, back on BG's campus. Yes, we are. All right. So we today are going to be talking about a topic I think that a lot of people can relate to. Oh, for sure. As mm-hmm. Kaylee and I were uh, looking looking our materials over and pulling research, we realized, ah, you know, this is us. Yep. We, we've done this. And I will bet you as you're listening today, for most of you listening, you also have done this. So if you've ever uh, found yourself deep in your feelings mm-hmm. and then you go f- for your comfort foods yes then you find yourself elbow deep in doritos yeah yeah yeah. so you might race to the pantry right and it might be because you feel down you feel stressed you feel alone maybe even you're celebrating right yeah it's been an awesome day right what do you want piece of chocolate cake yeah celebrate let's celebrate good times yeah. right yeah let's get that second piece of chocolate cake uh, yeah <laughs> right on okay so it's really common right for mm-hmm. us to turn to food for comfort mm-hmm. right and and we were talking about this um just societally we use food for celebrating for comforting for all kinds of things for yes. connecting with others right for socializing hey let's all go out and get a drink let's all go out and you know eat dinner yeah we do this all the time so when it when food is in response to your emotions we call it emotional eating right mm-hmm. we're going to get into that today right so everybody does this sometimes and some of us do it more often than others mm-hmm. right right yes. um i have what's called my sad burrito right yeah. I love Mexican food. Mm-hmm. If I'm really stressed, I'm going for Mexican, right? It's yeah. where it's what I want. Yeah, I want to eat some Mexican food. So our bodies do need to survive. So it makes sense that eating lights up our reward system, right? We're going right. to get into what those what, what the reward system is later on in the show today, and why um, when we eat it makes us feel better, right? Mm-hmm. So when emotional eating happens and emotional stuff happens. Right, we our bodies can actually learn to crave food even when we're not hungry, mm-hmm. as a kind of a coping skill. Yep. Right, and this can become habitual, and honestly, it can become a big cycle and even problematic over time. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty natural to have an emotional connection to food, and managing emotional eating can become complicated. Yes, it can. Right. Mm-hmm. So we want to think about emotional eating is using food to make yourself feel better, right? So Mm -hmm. think about that. So if you have big feelings, you got anger, stress, sadness, I don't know, every every, happiness, excitement. All right, all of them. And your go-to is food, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It fills an emotional need rather than your stomach, 
what kind of both if you think about it right right because it's still feeding your stomach but it's not really curing what's ailing you if you will right? right and unfortunately emotional eating doesn't fix those emotional problems it may help you feel better in the moment but it isn't going to really cure what's going on emotionally for right. you, right? So just to kind of kick us off, I want Kaylee, Kaylee, tell us a little about, bit about how do you know if you're an emotional eater? Because some people may be going like, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely, you know, celebrate with food, but I don't think that my go-to is Snickers or I don't right. think I have a sad burrito. Mm-hmm. And how would you know right. if you you know, if you do use food as a coping skill. Right. Yeah. So some questions you can ask yourself uh-huh. to find out if you're an emotional eater is do you eat more when you're feeling stressed? Okay. Mm-hmm. Me. Same. Okay. Do you eat when you're not hungry or when you're full? Do you just keep on eating? Okay. But what if you've already had dinner, then they bring out dessert? Well, I'm not full anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so with that... Would that qualify? I don't know. Are you sad at the time? Are no. you feeling stressed at the time? No. I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I just want room for that cake. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just want cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. I, I think you're right. And I think we will get into that a little more later on. Because, again, our bodies register um, dessert type of foods differently than mm. our other kind of proteins, carbs, etc. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What else? Um, do you feel... Do you eat to feel better? An example is like to calm and soothe yourself when you're sad, mad, bored, anxious, etc. Um, do you reward yourself with food? Do you regularly eat until you've stuffed yourself? Oof. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does food make you feel safe? Do you feel like food is a friend? Mm-hmm. Or also, do you feel powerless or out of control around food? Mm-hmm. I would also like to throw in that you mentioned like food make you feel safe. I also feel like sometimes emotional eating can be about not feeling safe with food, having food safety. So in, in what I mean by that is if you've ever gone in a, during your lifetime of having scarcity of food, mm. so not having enough to eat or not being able to afford food, that you may also find that you do emotional eating. So when it's available, even if you don't want it, you might hide it. You might eat it just so no one else gets a chance to eat it or that you you're worried that it may not be available okay. when you do, you know, when you are hungry. Yeah. So that could be another thing. OK. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and there's something called the emotional eating cycle. So All right. So tell us about that. Yeah. So occasionally using food as a pick me up, a reward or celebrate isn't necessarily a bad thing. But when your eating is your primary emotion, emotional coping mechanism, when your first impulse is to open the refrigerator whenever you're stressed or upset, angry or lonely, um, exhausted or bored, you get stuck in a really unhealthy cycle. And that cycle is so let's say um, the first part is something happens when something happens that upsets you. OK, so, so stress day at work. Yes. Crap work day. Horrible work day. You going get home. home. Or even going home. Yes. Yeah. So okay. going home. Um, dinner's not for another two hours, maybe. Mm-hmm. What do you do? You stop at McDonald's. Okay. Okay. Um, you feel an overwhelming urge to eat. Okay. Even though maybe I'm not hungry. No, you just have it's a like snack. like three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's been a crap day. Right. And I'm feeling those McDonald's fries. Right. Feeling them. Maybe a McChicken. Mm-hmm. Mayo Frosty. Yeah, maybe. Oh, wait. No, it's, wrong, wrong place. place. McFlurry. <laughs> but Marcus right, is going. across the street. Either way. Um, okay. So, and then... 
you end up eating a lot more you order half the menu and you end up eating a lot more than you know you should have right and you know just like kaylee and i were just talking we already went to two drive throughs right we went to mcdonald's and wendy's Wendy's. all right keep going so then on your drive home after you just smash all that food like between the drive through and the stop sign okay you start feeling guilty because you know dinners in two hours you didn't have to eat that and you feel powerless over food okay and then it starts all over again okay so, so then now you're upset about right. eating shame guilt okay and mm-hmm. you see how this can and then and if you've ever gotten yourself in a situation where you start hiding food that's also you know an indication because that could be part of that guilt feeling right mm-hmm. where you you ate the food and then you're feeling guilt, guilty about it so then you hide it or you try to throw away the wrappers or right, right? this can get into a really bad cycle mm-hmm. yes, okay it can. and it could turn into a, a disorder but what we're going to get into that, right? It's not right. always... No. Emotional eating is not always a disorder, no. but we're going to get into what is the difference in later on. But it can become, like you mentioned, just a bad, bad cycle. Yeah. Okay. And then get eating, if you've ever had this, turns into um, a guilty pleasure, right? Where you're... The bad foods, the good foods, the diet foods. We don't even want to get into that today. Mm, yeah, it's like no. a whole series. Yes, it is. Okay, but... <laughs> Well, now you know, right? Yes. If you've dug into this cycle, one, you're not alone. No, you're not. And there is a difference, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have emotional eating, this is just the kind of reminder, it can your emotional hunger will not be quenched with food, mm-hmm. okay? So you might feel good in the moment, but the feelings that trigger the eating are still there, and they can become worse, as Kay- like Kaylee mentioned, because you may have now guilt overeating all those unnecessary calories and beat yourself up, making yourself feel worse and then eating more. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you can compound the problem. You actually stop learning healthier ways to deal with your emotions because you, the cycle becomes a vicious heart. It becomes harder and harder to break it. Right. You might. Mm -hmm. So if you are in this cycle, stay tuned. Right. Because we're going to talk more about um, what do you do? Right. So before we break, though, let's talk a little bit about what causes someone to eat because of their feelings. Because, again, now we've talked about how do you know if this is you? But what are some reasons that, you know, you might turn to food for emotional comfort? Mm -hmm. Some external reasons for emotional eating. It might be work stress, financial worries, maybe health issues, relationship struggles. Um, people who follow restrictive diets or have a history of dieting are more likely to emotional eat. Okay, think about that, though, because, again, if I tell you right now, and this is a very human thing, okay? Yes. So if you've ever been to diet, you know, get on my soapbox with me right now. So if you get on a diet and they and the diet says you cannot have carbs, right? We're going keto. What's the first thing that you want? Oh, my gosh, all the pasta. Okay, right? And you're like, I can't live. <laughs> right? Okay. And it's the same thing with any other restrictive diet. If you're not allowed, you know, if if you have banned foods mm-hmm. in your diet, unfortunately, when we get off of our diet, right? Yep. We tend to overeat those foods yes, we that we were restricted or were banned. So this this gets into again that very unhealthy cycle. Mm-hmm. So that makes perfect sense to me. It why does. why having very restrictive diets could contribute to emotional eating mm-hmm. yeah yeah okay keep going um so there's some also some internal causes um lack of introspective awareness so realizing how you feel Ooh, 
alexithymia, which is a lack of ability to understand, process, or describe emotions. Okay, that's a big word, yeah. That is a big word. But think about, okay, so again, think about, I think about this as um, if you can't understand what you're feeling, sometimes anxiety you could think would be hunger. Yeah. Right, that same kind of wee yuck feeling mm-hmm. in your stomach. I could see right? that. Um, so you kind of feel like anxious and you think, gosh, maybe I'm hungry. I don't know. I feel a little dizzy. Maybe I need to eat something, a little blood sugar. Mm-hmm. So if you have a hard time identifying your feelings or you're a person that is like, you know, stressed out to the max and they and someone asks you how you're feeling and you're like, I don't feel stressed at all. Maybe those two things might contribute. Yeah. Right. And you're just kind of munching away. And no one, right? right? And you're you have no awareness that the munching is part of trying to help regulate your emotions, right? Okay. Mm. Um, emotion dysregulation, okay. so an ability to manage emotions, and then reversed hypothalamic pituitary adrenal HPA stress axis. Okay, so that's that cortisol response. We've talked about this, okay, mm-hmm. before. Um, Kaylee just gave you the big words, okay. <laughs> let, me, let me break it down. Yes, please. So the, your stress cortisol response is that fight or flight response that we've talked about. So when you okay. have stress, when we have stress in our bodies, mm-hmm. um, our fight or flight system goes off, right? Again, it's trying to figure out how to keep us alive, but that releases cortisol, your stress hormone, adrenaline, it increases your blood pressure. And when that happens, actually, this, this part sucks, but the fat around our stomachs, our visceral fat, is, um, is actually pro-inflammatory. So it means that it increases inflammation as a way to protect you. However, the stress hormone increases the inflammation and it causes our bodies to actually store fat around our middle section, right? So do you see how this yeah. works? Okay, so that's what they're talking about okay. with this um, kind of broken, you know, uh, reversed hypothalamic pituitary access, right? It's It's creating that response that stress cycle response and that's why if you've ever heard people be like i can't i'm so stressed i can't lose weight i'm on every diet i can't lose weight that's what's going on in their body gotcha. chemically right their, okay. their bodies are not responding appropriately to stress so they're eating maybe they're restricting to you know 500 calorie diet they're not losing weight because their bodies are so stressed they're just you know holding on and mm. getting more and more inflamed that's that stuff so, i know mm-hmm so if these are you, mm-hmm. or any of them are you, right? right? Even if you're not doing this all the time, but maybe you're in college and you're finding that you know you're now um, eating more because you're keeping up with the your you know college friends and mm-hmm. you know the college fifteen, right? Yep. Okay, so if you are there or you're feeling more stressed or you're tuning in and you're like munching right now as you're listening to us, stay tuned. Okay, when we come back, we're gonna dig into the difference so you know what is emotional eating versus when is it becoming disordered eating Mm -hmm. and we're going to dig into the understanding of what the statistics are across the nation and why food why are we turning to food okay stay after stay tuned right after this break Brain grub. Feeding your brain. And 
feeding your tummies right now. Yes. Right? And hopefully this is feeding your brain with mm-hmm. some good knowledge about emotional eating. Yes. Right? Right. So before the break, we were that's what we were talking about is the cycle of emotional eating and how we get into this place. Right. Now question, okay. is emotional eating an eating disorder? No, it's not. That's a good question. Okay. Because again, I think that we are quick to jump, right? right. Like, oh gosh. If I have emotional eating, I must have a disorder, mm-hmm. right? So emotional eating on its own is not an eating disorder, right? But it can be a sign of disordered eating, which I know sounds like word salad, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain a little <laughs> bit more. Okay. Um, and disordered eating can lead to a disorder, right? But it's just one criteria. Okay. okay. So here's here's kind of like the thing. So disordered eating, again, not an eating disorder. Just being clear with that. Okay. okay. So disordered eating is one of the criteria, okay? So if you have a disordered eating, it could be that you're very rigid about your food choices. Now, I'm not talking allergies, okay? Because I have a lot of those. So I feel like I'm like the most persnickety person out there. I feel like ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I can't eat that. I can't eat that. I can't do that. Does this have that? Right. It's stupid. (laughs) But... Okay, so I'm not talking about allergies. I'm talking about like I only eat these five foods or these ten foods, right? Just very rigid eating patterns or like I only eat carbs on Tuesdays. Okay. Okay. Um, Labeling foods good or bad. We talked about that. Mm -hmm. Getting into that good and bad or like okay foods, not okay foods really does set you up for disordered eating because you tend to overindulge in the ones that are forbidden foods. Right. Mm-hmm. If you can always, if you have a brownie every single day, or name your like best, your favorite treat. If I could have a taco again, I love Mexican food. So I could eat tacos every single day. I probably would. Mm-hmm. Eventually, I would probably choose. Your body will choose other things because, at the end of the day, your body will crave the nutrients it needs. Right. So eventually, I'm gonna not want a taco, or I'm gonna get a taco salad because my body wants the vegetables. I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. But if I'm not allowed to have tacos. You bet your butt that's what I want. Right. I want the tacos. I don't want them today, mm-hmm. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Right. I want tacos every day, right? Right. Okay. So uh, frequent dieting or food restriction. So if you're like the, you know, recycling, you're on a diet, and then as soon as that diet gets off, you get on another diet or you're on some restriction all the time. This can become disordered eating because you're just, you're not giving your metabolism and your body a sense of normal, right? Your mm-hmm. body is not able to just do what it's supposed to do and really our bodies are really meant to stay in homeostasis we talk about this almost every show right Right. to find the balance and if you are restricting your calories or you're overeating your body's always seesawing Mm -hmm. right you're losing weight you're gaining weight you're losing weight you're gaining weight your body has a really hard time figuring Mm -hmm. that out um often eating in response to emotions rather than physical hunger so again happy food sad food stressed food bad 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 right right um irregular meal timing so what i mean by that is that maybe you um don't eat breakfast all the time or you only eat between 6 p.m and 9 p.m and you eat you know a lot then or or maybe you just kind of eat a bunch like sporadically throughout the day there's no like real meals you just graze all day long Mm -hmm. that can become a problem right if you're not getting enough calories in if you're obsessively thinking about food or you're feeling really guilty or shameful about food right so again you're hiding those wrappers Mm -hmm. you're throwing away you're stopping off at the dumpster at walmart throwing the trash away before you get home because you don't want anyone to know Mm -hmm. you're only paying cash you're not using any you know any debits you don't want mcdonald's coming up on the 
right? And right. and you might be j- joking or laughing about this, but this is a real thing. It like is. because people feel so shameful about food and mm-hmm. their choices, right? Um, or and maybe they have a persona that they're a very healthy person, but they just love Big Macs. And so they do those in secret. They feel mm-hmm. bad about them. They don't allow themselves to eat the Big Macs or the fries. And then when they do, they feel shame and guilt about doing it. So yeah. it can become really vicious, really, really vicious. Mm. So if these things are happening to you, this does not mean that you are diagnosed with an eating disorder, right? right. However, pay attention, right? Notice that if these things are starting to get in the way of your life, you may want to think about your eating patterns and consider looking at a way to find a more healthy balance in those. And we're going to talk about those right later on in the show about, Mm -hmm. okay, if this is me, I'm emotionally eating and maybe this is kind of disordered eating because it's really restrictive. I'm yo-yo diet or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. We're going to give you some tools, right? But if you find that this is now getting in the way of your life, you definitely want to seek help, right? Because eating disorders are no joke. They can be very dangerous, Mm -hmm. right, to you. And, and really impact your family and everything else. So yeah. before we jump in, tell us a little bit statistically across yes. the nation what it's looking like. Yes. So 38% of adults say they have overeaten or eaten unhealthy foods in the past month because of stress. Jeez. Okay. And half of these adults, 49%, report engaging in these behaviors weekly or more. Okay. Um, 33% of adults who report overeating or eating unhealthy foods because of stress say they do so beca- because it helps distract them from that stress. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, 27% of adults say they eat to manage stress and 34% of those who report overeating or eating unhealthy foods because of stress say this behavior is a habit. Okay. So again, like we talked about, it's, it, you ju- it just becomes habitual, Right. right? It's this is what I do when I feel stressed. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you're not even recognizing this is no. what you do. You just eat those pretzels. Just right. Eating those pretzels. Not even realizing no. you're feeling stressed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then women who struggle with uh, healthy, eat, healthy eating behavior. So women of every age are more likely than their male counterparts to report unhe- unhealthy eating behaviors as a result of stress. Okay. I, th- I, I think that makes sense. Yeah. I wonder what the stats would be on what men do. Right. Um, well, so, Another show. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of eating. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what are they doing? Out. Are they working out? Are they talking shop? Are right. they using other substances? What are they doing? Right. Right. It's because it's not like men have less feelings. Right. So what are they doing to manage? Their stress. Yeah. Um, 43% of women report having overeaten or eaten unhealthy foods in the past month due to stress compared to 32% of men. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So over 10% difference. Yeah. It's a big difference. Yeah. And when asked why they overate or ate unhealthy foods, 30% of women said they could not stop themselves Mm -hmm. compared with 19% of men reporting the same. And what's more, 30% of women compared with 24% of men say they eat to manage stress. Okay. Well, I wonder, um, so all you moms out there, I'm just going to pose this question to me and you, and you can call in if you want or text us. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just wondering, how often do you end up overeating because you're like cleaning up your kid's plate? <laughs> Does that make sense? Like you're, yep. you, you're at, I don't know, even you're at dinner at home and your kid wants, you know, you all this food and then they eat three bites and they're like, I'm full and they want to leave. Mm-hmm. And now you're like, what the? 
Yeah. Or there's three bites left. I'm like, I don't want to save that. So I'll just stick them in my mouth. Okay. Right. Okay. So I wonder. Okay. So again, other moms call in because I'm wondering if and then do you ever feel guilty about it? Do you ever feel like I shouldn't eat those three bites or six bites or whatever? I'm not going to lie. I look around before I do. Okay. Okay. So you're like, does anyone see me eating those three chicken nuggets? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So then there's like a little bit of guilt oh, for and like sure. why? Why? I'm, why? But I'm not guilty? hungry. There's no reason for me. To, but I don't want to throw it away. And gosh, man, that chicken I made was delish. Why am I gonna? Right. You know. But I don't want to also save it. You don't want to put a Tupperware with three right. bites of chicken in it. Right. Okay. Yeah. So again, I don't think they were alone in this. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But again, if we're eating and they're not hungry, are we really helping ourselves or not? Right. right? And I, I think the answer is we're not. No, we're not. Be- especially when we start beating ourselves up about it. Right. right. Where we're like, oh, nobody's going to eat the chicken. Mm-hmm. Right. Or the cake or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So when we come back, we're going to talk about why food why right why mm-hmm. not like you meant like we said what what is what are men doing right right so why food why not something else substances why not why are we why is this the go-to and i will say i do think you know just a little teaser before we come back um i think some of it has to do with the united states i think, think so? it, i think culturally we are we we build more things around food I could see that. Right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that other cultures, like lots of cultures have, you know, like if you ever go to France, right, they have um, food is a huge deal, but a dinner is usually like four hours long and it's a bunch of like tiny bites of food. Right? right? They're not really overindulging. It's about the experience of the food. Right. And it's not about process. I wonder if that's a big difference. Yeah, too. yeah, absolutely. There's no, pr- like there aren't a lot of, now I will tell you most countries I go to now, there is a McDonald's. Right. But you don't see the French eating four hours worth of McDonald's. No. No. Right. No. So. I will tell you when I was in Japan, they, they had KFC. Like you they? could order KFC for Thanksgiving dinner. Oh. It was like a big deal to get yeah. KFC for dinner. Yeah. Really yes. interesting. That is interesting. So let's talk about that when we come back. Why food? Mm-hmm. And then we're going to talk about kind of what's the difference, right, between different types of hunger. Why 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 and then before we wrap up this hour we're going to tell you what are you going to do right how can you start finding the balance because if you are having these you know you are emotionally eating you're feeling bad about it one way or another you're either feeling stuffed all day and that feels miserable Mm -hmm. you're beating yourself up about it and Mm -hmm. that feels terrible you got a bunch of foods that are delicious that you've banned off your list that's just dumb. (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking to myself right now Um, and you know, honestly, finding the balance is really the healthiest way. It is. Right? So keep that in mind. Think about if you've banned a food, which ones you want to come back on your list. And think about you may be getting those in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In a more balanced, healthy way. Right? Yes. Because if you eat, eat your, you know, dessert in a moderate way, it's not going to work against you. No, it's not. McDonald's will not harm you if you... Don't eat it all the time and right. in mass quantities, right? right? So that's what we're going to talk about. How do we get there? How do we start to recognize when that's happening? How do we start recognizing how to find the balance, etc.? cetera? Yes. But before, we're going to talk about something else. All right. So stay tuned <laughs> right after this break.
So welcome back. Before the break, we were talking about emotional eating and mm-hmm. kind of just some general statistics across the nation. And honestly, it's it's a lot. It's like half of us, mm-hmm. roughly, roughly, are emotionally eating, yeah. right? And probably more than that, we're just not really men- you know, saying yeah. we are. Or we might even uh, not even be aware that we're doing right. it, yeah. right? So why food, right? Before the break, we give a little teaser of like, why food? Why are we turning to food? Um, rather than anything else, right? And there are some many reasons, right? Mm-hmm. But there are some kind of specific ones, right? And difficult emotions may really lead to a feeling of emptiness or kind of an emotional void. And then that's a lot of times when we will turn to food, right? Mm-hmm. However, the interesting part is, is that um, food actually lights up our pleasure center in okay. our brain, right? It releases dopamine. And that's that chemical that makes us feel good, right? It's our feel good chemical. So, duh. Right. right. When we eat sugar, it releases serotonin. Duh. Right. Why wouldn't we want those little like hits of feel good mm-hmm. chemicals, right? So we also develop habits and routines, like you mentioned, Kaylee, right? Mm-hmm. So we re- we have habits around food and routines around food. So even if you don't always eat when you're stressed, you might eat before you realize you're stressed. Ooh. It might be like the signal you're stressed, right? right? You're shoving, and I will give you a perfect example, okay? <laughs> I was stressed at work. I had to run home to get Harley. Right. Mm-hmm. And or I think I had to drop her off, actually. And then I had to get back to work. And I was it was been a really stressful day. I was in the middle of my day coming home, dropping off Harley. And when I got there, I was only home for like a few minutes. And I started eating those little mini Snickers, mm-hmm. you know, those like bite sized ones. Yeah. And before I even realized it, I had probably eaten like 15 of those. And I looked down at like just a pile of wrappers. <laughs> and I was like, what the? And I had to have take a little moment of like, wow, it's been a stressful day, right? Mm-hmm. So that's just a, just a little example of I had already eaten, you know, probably like the equivalent of like two full Snickers bars before I even recognized right. what I was doing, right? And it was like the pile of wrappers on the kitchen counter that made me recognize like I was just shoving chocolate in my, fa- on my face, right? right? Just eating it as just peeling and throw popping those things in <laughs> as fast as possible. Before I even had that insight of like, wow, it's been pretty stressful right. today, huh, Christine? Because you just, you know, ate all those Snickers in like mm-hmm. a minute flat. So mm. on top of that, food is legal. <laughs> and we think about that. But I mean, I guess, yes, alcohol is also legal. However, it's not that easy to get to if you're under 21 or right. right. Or, and you don't always have alcohol at the ready. Right. Well, and you can't. Well, you should not <laughs> drink and, you know, you can yeah, eat and drive. Yeah. You yeah, can yeah, eat yeah. during any time. Right, right, right. And the messages around food also increase your hunger. Right. So the commercials around food. We have messages around food, right? Like food, is, it helps you feel good and sexy and satisfied and it's social and, mm-hmm. right, it's delicious. It's celebrate, give in, buy that pizza. Right. So it's a, it's a lot of things, right, happening mm-hmm. of why food. It's a chemical thing. It's a social thing, a cultural thing, and just a habitual thing. Right. And like I mentioned before, in the United States, we use food to console, to celebrate, as a coping strategy, right? Right. As a way to say we're sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Think about it. As a way to socialize, mm-hmm. as a way to connect with others. You know, you're meeting your neighbor, you bring them over like these little treats, you know? Yeah. So it's it's everywhere. We're not great about using other things. Right. And I'm not saying everybody, but I think we're just, we use food a lot to mm-hmm. connect. 
ninja for sure. So tell us a little bit about difference because I think that's really important understanding kind of emotional hunger versus physical hunger. So how do yes. you know? Because again, we don't always just eat when we're physically hungry. Right. So, so how do you know the difference? Yeah. Emotional hunger comes on suddenly. Okay. But physical hunger, it comes on gradually. Mm-hmm. Emotional hunger feels like it needs to be satisfied instantly. Okay. But, but that urge, that like, urge. I gotta eat. Right. My pile of Snickers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yes. But physical hunger can wait. You can put it off. Okay. Uh, emotional hunger craves specific comfort foods. Sad burrito. Yes. <laughs> but physical hunger is open to other options. Lots of things sound good. Not just Snickers. Okay. Yeah. All right. Emotional hunger isn't satisfied with a full stomach, but physical hunger stops when you're full. Okay. Um, and then emotional eating triggers feelings of guilt, powerlessness, shame, and eating to satisfy physical hunger doesn't make you feel bad about yourself. Okay. Okay. So again, yeah, if you've eaten a full meal and it was, you're starving, you don't feel guilty about it. You're like, right. that was good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. That's really great. So it, now you kind of know, right? If you are doing this in a way that is working against you, mm-hmm. right? If it's emotional, that's when you're going to need to know. Right. Any other things that we need to know? I don't think so. Okay. Well, social influences can be a big barrier oh, too, I right? I about that one. Yes. Yes. So getting together with other people for a meal, it's a great way to relieve stress, but it can also lead to overeating. I know when we have like family get togethers, there's so much food. And you want to eat everything, right? Especially like the big, when you have like the gathering and everybody brings a dish. Yes. You're just getting more. And you're just chowing down. Yeah. Eating more. Happens all the time. Mowing it up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah. So. You got to be careful to not overeat. You do. Okay. You do. That's good. So. What do we do, right? Right. How do we deal with this? Now that we know, we kind of identified, we know the difference between if we're physically hungry or emotionally hungry. We know if you are restricting or what, you know, overeating or feeling guilty about foods. This Mm -hmm. could be disordered eating, right? right? Could start looking at the eating disorder, but we're not there yet. Nope. So we're going to talk about what can we actually do to manage this. Yes. Okay. So, first thing, we're going to give you some tips, right? So, Mm -hmm. number one, and everyone's going to hate this. So, this is kind of like right out of the gate hating this. We're going to say diary. Diary. (laughs) We're going to, I know, everyone's like, no. Mm -mm. Okay, so a lot of people don't like tracking their food, okay? Mm -hmm. So, it's, I understand if you are hating on this right now. Okay, so if you, have recognized yourself in some of these descriptions i will really say and again you want to just kind of what i mean by keeping a diary is you want to think about like when you're eating or if you found yourself overeating because it may have to start as like an after action report what i mean by that it might have to start as like after the fact that you're like damn right i totally chowed down on those 15 snickers Right. right you gotta back up and think about like okay what was i was obviously triggered right was i really hungry no No. that bag of snickers was just there i was just looking (laughs) at you right you might have to think about like what was i actually feeling right right and then uh kind of what then if you can back it up before that kind of think about what upset you right i i really wasn't recognizing like how stressed i was at the time right 
I had to go back and look at it, right? So you could track these down. And over time, you're going to start seeing a pattern emerge. Are you an emotional eater when you're really stressed? Are you, do you always go for the sad burrito when you're, right, when you're mm-hmm. feeling anxious? What are the things you're doing when that is happening, yeah. right? And this is going to help you to start um, understanding what your patterns are so you can start building in some healthier strategies, right? Mm-hmm. You don't necessarily have to keep the Snickers out of the house, but maybe no. I needed to drink a glass of water first. Yeah. Do five deep breaths or whatever it was, right? Mm-hmm. But the first action is actually recognizing it. Because like I told right. you, I was I did not even recognize it until I saw a whole pile of wrappers in front of mm-hmm. me. Right. And at that point it's kind of like it's done. Right. You've already done it. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us some other ways. How do we, what else can we do? Yeah. So if you don't know how to manage your emotions in a way that doesn't involve food, you obviously won't be able to control your eating habits for very long. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, diets often fail because they offer logical nutritional advice, which only works if you have a conscious control over mm. your eating habits. Okay. So in order to stop emotional eating, you have to find other ways to fulfill yourself emotionally. Okay. So if you're depressed or lonely, maybe you can call someone who always makes you feel better or play with your dog or cat or maybe look at a favorite photo or a cherished memory. Okay. All right. So kind of go back. Yeah. Or you can even like go back through your phone, right? Look at all your fun photos. Yeah. That would be nice. Um, If you're anxious, uh, expend your nervous energy by dancing to your favorite song maybe squeezing a stress ball or maybe going and taking a brisk walk okay i'm gonna give you a really silly one and but you will never forget this if you're feeling really anxious check in with your glutes what does that mean okay so if you're anxious your flight or fight system will automatically tighten up your glutes yes your butt cheeks Mm. okay so if you're feeling anxious or stressed just check in you may notice that they are clinched if so Purposefully relaxing them will help to turn on the relaxation response. <laughs> so it's just a little silly That's one. A nice little tip. I like it's a silly that. one, but if you are feeling stressed, notice because even sitting down, it will happen. Yeah. <laughs> Relax. Relax. Okay, keep going. Okay. If you're exhausted, treat yourself with a hot cup of tea, maybe take a bath, light some scented candles, or maybe wrap yourself in a nice warm blanket. Take a nap. That sounds good. Um, <laughs> if you're bored, maybe try reading a book. Maybe watch a comedy show. Explore the outdoors or turn to an activity you enjoy. Maybe like woodworking, playing the guitar, shooting hoops, scrapbooking, something like that. Okay. All right. So find something else to do. Yes. Yes. And take five before you give in to a craving. Um, emotional eating tends to be automatic and virtually mindless. Okay. So before you even realize what you're doing, you reach for a tub of ice cream, polish off half of it. So can you put off eating for five minutes or maybe just start with one minute? Don't tell yourself you can't give in to the uh, you can't give in to the craving. Remember, the forbidden is extremely tempting. Just tell yourself to wait. Just wait. And you can set a timer for this. Okay. So honestly, if you're like, you can put that snicker out. (laughs) I'm clearly like the Snickers (laughs) Um, and set a timer. Right. Just set a timer on your phone for one minute. Or five minutes or 10 minutes or 15, right? Mm -hmm. And then see. And if you still have the urge to eat it, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. But you'll find that a lot of times the urge has passed. Yeah. 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 And um, yes. So how are you feeling while you're waiting? Check in with yourself. What's going on emotionally? 
even if, like Christine said, you end up eating it, you'll have a better understanding of why you did it. Mm -hmm. This can help set yourself up for a different response next time. And you might find that you don't eat as much. I find Mm -hmm. that if I'm, you know, I don't have any forbidden foods, like I'm allowed to eat whatever. Mm -hmm. And as I've practiced that more and more, um, I may, you know, get a dessert, but I might eat half of it or a quarter of it or all of it. But it doesn't necessarily mean I have that desire to eat the whole thing right because i'm not going to get it on monday right when i start my diet so um you know if you start to learn how to tune in you may find that you give yourself a little more leeway Mm -hmm. to not eat that whole thing right Right? all right so another one is learning to accept your feelings Hmm. (laughs) so even the bad ones and what i mean by this is while it might seem like the core problem is that you're powerless over the food right emotional eating is really about feeling emotional right Right. feeling emotion and feeling powerless over your emotions so you don't feel capable of dealing with your feelings so you eat as because you feel like that you can control right but unfortunately as we've talked about this whole hour it's a vicious cycle because then you feel guilty about what you're eating right so I'm going to challenge you. And I know, again, mm-hmm. I feel like I've had like all the bad. <laughs> I know, again, just be mad about it and try it anyway. <laughs> um, allow yourself to feel uncomfortable, right? Mm-hmm. Now, this can be scary, okay? So you may fear, like Pandora's box, once you start opening those feelings and you're allowing yourself to feel uncomfortable that you can't shut it off. That's not true, right? Right. And honestly, I will encourage you, don't obsess over it. Just let the feeling come. Feelings come and go. You don't always feel anxious. You don't always feel sad, right? These feelings do change. Um, So really allowing yourself to just feel the feeling, right? Feel the discomfort and then move through it can really help, okay? Mm -hmm. So to do this, you need to be mindful and learn how to connect to the moment-to-moment experience. And what I mean by that is is you want to like sort of practice being mindful. And what I mean by being mindful is just being in the moment. So anxiety, fear, um, anger, a lot of times those don't live in the moment. Right. Right? They live in the future. They live in the past. Even guilt, right? It doesn't live necessarily in the moment. We feel guilty about what we did. Right. Not what we're doing necessarily. Right. right? So if you can start kind of tuning in, like I feel anxious, but why do I feel anxious? Well, I feel anxious about that test I have coming up. Well, is the test right now? No. So in this moment, how, how, how am I doing? Right. I'm fine. Right. I'm okay. Cool. Then maybe that can help you be more mindful. You can also practice mindfulness, right? And kind of being in the present moment when you're eating. Yeah. And this can also help you to start tuning into what are you eating? How much you're eating? Are you enjoying what you're eating? Are you full? Do you want more? What's going on? Right. 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 So that could be another thing of practicing mindful eating. There's tons and tons of research that t- that talk about mindfulness and helping us tune into our bodies. Um, yeah, we'll have to do a show on just mindfulness in the future, yes. but not today. Yes. Right? But just keep that in mind. Yeah. You can practice paying attention to in the moment, whether you're eating or not, that can help you with your emotions. Right. So, yeah. So you can also, you can indulge without overeating by savoring your food. So being mindful while you're eating. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Tell yes. us more. So, um, usually, it. Savor it. Uh, usually you eat so fast that you miss out on the different tastes and textures of your food, as well as your body's cues that you're full and no longer hungry. Okay. But by slowing down and maybe savoring every bite, you'll not only enjoy your food more, but you'll also be less likely to overeat. So mm. slowing down and, um, maybe try taking a deep 
a few deep breaths before starting your food. Okay. Putting your utensils down between bites and really focus on experiencing the experience of eating. Mm. So pay attention to the textures, shapes, colors, and smells of your food. How does each mouthful taste? How does it make your body feel? Isn't there something you told me, Christine, about um, dessert tasting only good the first three bites? Yeah. Or yeah, what it's the most. Again? So, um, because of the our chemical reactions to food, right? Mm-hmm. Um, desserts taste the best. The first, and this is mostly true about a lot of our foods, but mm-hmm. especially with sweet foods, and it's how we reg- our taste. You know, our buds are register foods. So, with desserts or sweet foods, the first three bites are the most flavorful, mm. and then the bites beyond that are not as good right they don't have as much dopamine release as much you know excitement or or we don't they're they don't taste as great and just see if you notice that it's kind of interesting because if you do notice that and then you get through like you know you're like 10 bites in and you're like why am i still eating this you can wait and then have that other like burst of flavor tomorrow right so it's kind of it's just really interesting because how our bodies just work chemically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I th- also um, I don't know if it's here, but when I lived in Hawaii, they had this um, restaurant that used to do. <laughs> it was called uh, Dinner in the Dark, mm. and um, it was a set course, and you would go, and it would be completely pitch black, and you would eat in the dark and that would help you one to be more mindful of what you're you know how you're eating mm-hmm. and because it's in the dark so you can spill stuff pretty easy but um it also increased all of your other senses oh. so your ability to taste things to smell them to actually experience texture was actually much more vivid because you were taking away sight so maybe even on a fun date, I don't know if that's here and yeah. at, at all in Toledo, but you could also do like blindfold oh. food eating, right? That Just as a kind fun. of a, yeah, kind of, kind of a fun thing. I mean, yeah. I know they do that kind of, you know, like par- parties and stuff where like identify this food with oh. your blindfold on, but you might even try that sometimes or just close your eyes and eat a bite of your food and notice the difference of how it tastes, the texture, the smell, et cetera, because mm-hmm. it is a... It is a real different experience. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So as we're pulling around to the end of the hour, we want to just talk about, again, healthy habits are a process, is a process, yes, right? Yes, it is. So if you are listening to us and you're like, damn it, that's me. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, yes. Don't walk away Don't. today from our show now beating yourself up Mm-mm. and driving through McDonald's and Wendy's, okay? Or Taco Bell or any of the other ones. Mm-hmm. Just recognize that, okay. You've been using this as a coping skill. Right. It works. Right. It's it, it works. But it's like a Band-Aid. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, unfortunately, sometimes it can be these Band-Aids don't necessarily cover up the wounds. Right. right? So you want to talk about finding better ways and more healthier ways to find the balance. Yes. So even when you're physically strong, relaxed and well rested and you can handle all the curveballs of stress in life. Um, you know, sometimes you just get kicked in the teeth. Yeah. That and happens. again, if you're already exhausted and overwhelmed, a little hiccup, right? And I've talked about this sort of our window of tolerance mm-hmm. can really derail you. So think about where you're at, right? If you're already rocking, you know, an eight out of 10 on your window of tolerance, you don't have far to go until you're, 
you're driving through, right? right. And when you're really stressed, you're going to default back to your old coping skills. And right. a lot of times those are not adaptive for us. Mm-hmm. They're just not. Right. So think about that. Um, and it might help you to really kind of focus on some dailies, right, to keep the balance. Okay. So yes. as we wrap up, let's talk about kind of what are just some regular daily lifestyle practices that can help you to build your window of tolerance and then help you to kind of use some of those strategies we talked about for so for some more balanced eating habits. Yes. Yeah. So how about making daily exercise a priority? Perfect. Yes. It okay. does wonders for your mood, your energy levels, and it's also a powerful stress reducer. Yeah. And we're not talking like you have to sweat it out for 30 minutes, right. right? Exercise is just moving your body. Our bodies are meant to move. That's how we digest foods. That's how we um, get circulation in our bodies. That's uh, honestly, we are meant to move. So move that body. Get some walks in. Yes. Right. I'm not, I'm not against physical activity, meaning you can go sweat it out. I just don't want you right. to be like, ew. Right. Right? Right. A walk is okay. It is okay. And it's going to be good for you. Mm-hmm. All right. We also want to aim for eight hours of sleep. We've talked about this before. Right? Insomnia. Mm-hmm. Bad. Mm-hmm. Not right? good. No. So when you don't get enough sleep, your body will crave sugary foods. And why? Again, it's trying to get the good energy boost. Right? It wants that sugar. It wants that dopamine. Right? It wants that little hit. (laughs) So if you get plenty of rest, that will also help control your food cravings, those sugar cravings. It is also going to help control your appetite because it's helping to reduce your cortisol levels. Okay? Okay. Cortisol is very connected to our appetite. Right? Mm -hmm. More stressed. More cravings. Right? Right? Sugary cravings. Bad cycle. Visceral fat more inflammation, more cravings, mm, bad. Okay. Bad, Sleep. Bad, bad, bad. Okay. Yes. What else? Make time for relaxation. Ooh. Yeah. Give yourself permission to take at least 30 minutes every day to relax, decompress and unwind. This is your time to take a break from your responsibilities and recharge batteries. Now, I think that's really important because <laughs> I don't know if everybody listening actually gives themselves permission to take 30 minutes. Probably not. I will tell you, I work with some some people that I that will tell me like I don't I don't even have five minutes. Like I can't give it to you um, because as soon as I get home, my kids are home, and you know then we got dinner, and we got bath time, and mm-hmm. then after that, trying to you know decompress and go to bed, blah blah blah. Right. I will tell people, okay, well then okay, can you sit in your car for thirty minutes? <laughs> can you not go home, right? Or right. I'll say, if, so can you block in five minute breaks hmm. during the day? Yeah, right. So, again, we've talked about this before. Stress kills. Literally. Legit. Legit. So, if you cannot find 30 minutes in your day to decompress, it's, we got to talk about priorities, right? Yeah. We want to we think about how do we manage time, right? Because you need it to keep restored. Okay, and lastly, you want to connect with others, okay? So don't underestimate that importance of relationships and social activities, right? You want to spend time with positive people that fill you up, right? And reduce the negativity in your life. Yes. Go through your socials. All those people that are frenemies, goodbye. Ban those people. Mm -hmm. Just take them off. Just ban them. Yeah. I say block them. I'm not even a whole, like, unfollow. Just block. Just block. I mean, do you really need them in your life? Right. You can go next level Kaylee style and just delete your social media. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) If you want to go the next level, do it Kaylee style. Mm -hmm. Just delete all together. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty. It's not bad. Yeah. Kaylee's been doing just fine. People find her. They're still friends with her. Yeah. Yeah. 
she doesn't miss out. No, well, maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. But I mean, mostly on the drama anyway. Yeah. So true. Yeah. All right. So I hope you enjoyed today's show. Take away. We're not looking to beat up on ourselves. Let's no. find the balance, right? Yes. So if you are noticing any of these patterns in yourself, please just look at ways that you can start to move back towards the the middle, right? Yeah. Want balanced eating. No forbidden foods. No restrictions. Just healthy, right? Yes. And that healthy may mean eating the Snickers, the ice cream, the alcohol, whatever. It's just finding the balance, okay? Yes. We would like to thank you so much for listening to us today. We yes, will be back thank you. next time. See Until you. then. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.